Welcome to Quirky Gems Podcast. It's great to have you here. Join me, Gem Swallow, every Friday as I talk happiness and living life to the fullest. I talk about what I try and what I come across, along with mindset and motivation, health and fitness. That's Quirky Gems Podcast every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hitting rock bottom. Everly is admitted to the psych unit. Can things get any worse? At the height of her despair, sunlight peeps through the thick, overcast skies. Isn't that awful hospital unit? She meets two of the most wonderful men. Both are willing to do whatever it takes to win her heart. The inspirational romance, written by Marjorie Joseph. Depression and Wishes. Paperback available on Amazon and Gem Binkley. Hello and welcome to Question Gems Podcast. I'm Gram Follow. I thought I would get behind the mic and try and fight back a bit to be honest. I'm hoping you can understand me okay. I'm hoping you'll bear with me for this episode. And uh, I'm just going to talk about what's been happening. This episode is called The Worst Bit. So, if you've been following me on Twitter, you'll know in the last two weeks, and it might be a bit longer when you listen to this episode, but in the last two weeks, I got a diagnosis that nobody wants. I have oral cancer. It's something that, as you might imagine, it's been a roller coaster. (laughs) A huge roller coaster. I'm able to talk, but the atmosphere plays a part. Where I've been relaxing, and it's cold out. It's hard because my tongue kind of expands, as you might imagine. So, about two weeks ago, I had an examination, and my consultant told me I have oral cancer. It's on my tongue, that's where it started, and it's now moved to my lymph nodes on my left hand side of my neck. <laughs> I can't remember very much about that day. I can remember reading my mum up at work and saying to my mum, it's cancer. We thought it was an infection, but it's cancer. A thousand one things went through my mind. As I sat in this room, and I thought, that's it. I'm going to have to give up everything I've worked so hard to get. I'm going to have to give up the podcast because no one will understand me. I'm going to have to give up everything. I sat there and I cried. <laughs> I didn't expect it. I came home and during the day, because I have fatigue, create fatigue syndrome, I rest 
and I thought that you were in bed. I went numb. I just remember thinking, how am I supposed to handle this? Luckily, in a way, my mum has had cancer. She had it when I was young, uh, which was her journey. And my nan had cancer. Unfortunately, my nan passed from it. I remember my family was shocked. And I remember just thinking, okay, what now? (laughs) I had to wait a whole week to get a scan. A scan, I have three outcomes. One, if a cancer was in my lymph node, I could have an operation and that's it. A second, chemotherapy and radiotherapy. Or a third, if it had gone to my chest, there was no help. Or basically, they couldn't do anything for me. So, I have have a life or death. (laughs) I remember thinking, okay, if it has gone to my chest, I'm out of here. There's no more pain. No more suffering, I'm gone. I believe in afterlife and I thought, okay, that's it then. I will have to plan my funeral. And I had this conversation with my mum and my family and <laughs> many conversations like it where I planned where my ashes would be scattered, how my funeral would happen. And as I told my mum, I won't be here. It don't matter. But I was enough angry. Because I thought, I've worked so bloody hard to get here. Through all my health conditions. And then cancer comes along. And it was more, why? Why are you here? I don't want you here. I don't want to battle you. I've got enough to hang down with. So... This past week has been really, really hard. And I was weighing up what makes up my life. I'm hoping to do another episode about that. But I thought I'm never going ha- to be able to podcast again. No one can understand me. So when I went for my scan, this happened um, last week. <laughs> the appointment was in the afternoon and that whacked me out. I remember I was having a conversation and I could realise people were having a conversation back. My mum can understand me, Jack can understand me, my family can understand me. I thought, okay, I I can communicate. And I thought, okay, I can do this, this is great. I'm not I've not lost my voice. I remember they couldn't find a vein where I went to have my scan, and that was traumatic. They put this liquid into me, and this was to see if a cancer has spread. I was laying on this bed. It's his donut-shaped scan, took photographs on me, and it was then I realised I can talk. People can understand me. Right now, over here in the UK, 
if you go into a hospital, you have to wear a face mask before COVID. But people who still understand me, I have to open my mouth a bit more when I talk. But in speech, my left hand side is a bit that uh, has been affected. And the right hand side has got a bit of cancer on it. This little <coughs> wants to spread basically. And other night, where my body relaxes, it kind of, I'm harder to understand, I guess. But I try not to talk so much because the more I talk, the more my neck and mouth hurt. So I was laying on this bed and I was looking up and thinking, people outside my family should understand me. Okay, that's good. I haven't lost my ability to be understood. So, not yesterday, the day before, I found out where cancer is. I was able to take pictures. I thought, okay, I want to take a picture, pick it out, and think, I've got to kill you. I am going to have to throw everything I've got at you. My treatment, I am going to have to have a feeding food put in my stomach. When I heard all this, I freaked out and I thought, you might as well do me now. I thought, there's no way I can take all of this, but I've got to have a feeding tube. I've got to have chemotherapy and radiotherapy. But all, both of them are together. And I throw an hour every day for five days a week. And I thought, okay. If I was feeling food, because this cancer is in my mouth, is to help me gain weight. Because this little bugger <laughs> in my body, everything I'm eating, cancer grows, it wants everything you've got. And so I don't really eat right for the moment, but I might have to have, well, I'm going to have to have a feeling food put in, and then that will help me gain weight. I'm hoping. The treatment won't last that long. I'm hoping it should clear up and I get my body back. I today has been a hard day. Last night was painful because the weather has changed. But it's just been a roller coaster. I've had conversations with people, family members of people that have been diagnosed recently. And luckily, my mum had cancer at a different time, but when I was younger. So mine has been caused by HPV virus. And this has been something I've been struggling with. Because oral cancer, you forget when you're a lifelong smoker or you drink excessive alcohol. I don't. As you guys know, I'm a migraine sufferer. I don't drink and take like my pills. I, I wouldn't be here if I did. So it can be transmitted through sex. That doesn't suck up. But more and more cases it will appear are being found through younger people. One thing I haven't liked so far 
my experience has been that with my health conditions, they're up to me how they're being treated. I have to take a pill or I have to maintain them. Right now, I have to, I'm being told about going up to scans or being pricked by needles and I'm a bit frustrated by it because when the treatment happens, I'll then be able to manage that. It depends on me going up every day and having treatment to heal this thing. But at the moment, I'm new to it. <laughs> and it's, there's a saying, when you have cancer, there's a saying that you're a part of a club no one wants to be in. I was just thinking about this in a waiting room. And I thought, I don't like that saying. When I found out about it, I thought, right, I am them. They can't set it separate. I'm a person who can't set it separate. Sure, it's in me. I don't want it. I didn't ask for it, but it's there. But I'm trying to maintain my life. One thing I'm not liking when people say, Oh no, poor you. And you think, how is that helpful? Come on, yeah, we are so how is that helpful? Or when people say, Oh my god, you're so young. Not so. Children, unfortunately, get diagnosed with cancer. I just happen to be in my mid thirties. And I've had people the only ones that haven't treated me any differently. My family I'm Phil Graham, and my listeners and people on Twitter. I've been updating on Twitter what I've been finding out, and that has helped to document it. I am a podcaster, <laughs> but I've been freaked out the last 24 hours. A temperature drop and a pain. I've had to in my head think, okay, think of it as like a virus, and you have to get rid of it, but. Usually with a virus after two weeks it goes, but I have gone from fight to flight so many times. This morning I thought, God, I'd rather die. And then I think, no, I want you out of me. I want, I've fought so hard to get where I am in my life. Who do you think you are? But I, at the moment I think this is the worst bit. Treatment hasn't started yet, and I think it's going to happen either next week or a week after. I am just trying to keep my head above water. I might do another episode on that. But, um, yeah, I thought I'd tell you guys how it is, and I hope you can understand me. I'm hoping, as much as I can talk, I can podcast because it was that a mum that said, why don't, you, why don't you podcast about it? I'm going to get into a little bit of how it came about. I was, every month when my hormones come along, I get a spot on my tongue. Didn't think anything of it. And I thought, okay, it's hormones or you crave things when you're hormonal. This one day I noticed that 
my spot felt different. I looked in the mirror after sucking on a sweet and realised I had a little red pack on my tongue. I thought it was friction. I didn't think anything of it. It freaked me out, but I thought it would go. Over the course of a couple of weeks, the patch got bigger and broke down. It hurt, but I thought, okay, my body's just trying to get rid of it. I then started to get a lump in my neck. That didn't hurt. It was hardly noticeable. And then it was fine. I was trying to heal my tongue. It was a worry, but I thought my body's trying to get rid of it. We thought it was an infection. And then a good few weeks ago, I went to my GP because it was starting to bother me. And he said that he wasn't happy with the lump and that he sent me up for a referral. One thing I hate about it, what I had was no awareness. Since I've been diagnosed, I didn't think I was going to get cancer. Nobody does. In my family, I've had, both sides of my family have had cancer, but when you get told you have it, the first thing you think is, I'm going to die, because that's generally what happens, like in your head, you think, well, this is big. When you say it to me, it looks like oral cancer. He had, he gave me an examination, I sat in the chair, and he said, are you okay to hear what I've got to tell you? I thought, yeah, I'm fine, you know. Then he said, it looks like oral cancer. It looks like it's stuck in your tongue and going through your neck. I remember looking at him and going, whoa, that was huge. I came out of the consultant room and broke down in tears. And um, I wanted to go home and be with my family. But when you get told that you have it, I want to separate myself from it. I don't want to know the name of it. I don't want to make a name for it. Because giving it a name, I don't want to give it any strength. I, when, before I knew it was cancer, I called it a bump. My, <laughs> my younger brother called it a pod. But I call it a bump. I don't want to know the medical name for it. I just want it out. I want it gone. It should not be here. So what's happened has been a virus has mutated my DNA on my tongue and caused my cells to grow. And that has been where this little hum has come from. Am I scared? I'm not scared of death. I don't want to suffer. I'm more, I don't really like needles. I, you know, I have <laughs> really small, thin veins. But I think at the moment, I'm trying to take one step at a time. I'm happy to answer questions. But I don't, why it could become a new normal because I didn't ask for it.
other two things people talk about when you talk about cancer, I don't want them. I just want to get into the treatment and get this little thing out of me. I want my life back without cancer in it. So, I'm hoping to do another few episodes and explain where we're at. The treatment can cause mouth ulcers. I don't know if I'm going to be able to talk, but I'm sure there's a way to combat that. But I'm hoping you can understand me. And I'm thought I'd let you know. So thank you for listening. I'll talk to you again soon. Don't forget to check out my advertiser. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm Jem. This is Quirky Gems Podcast. And thank you so much for pressing play. Get involved on Twitter. It's at Radio Gem.